Well, hello, hello, hello. How in the world are you? Man, it seems like forever since we last got together, doesn't it? I know. I know. How many so-called rabbit holes did you go down over the holidays? I found myself going down so many. <laughs> I, you start reading a story and then the next thing you know, it's two hours later and you are down a rabbit hole, man. And we have so much to get to. I, there's, I, you know, I'm going to try to get to it all but it's going to be impossible because there's so much that has happened since we last got together. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. I hope everyone had a wonderful holiday. I really do. I hope you did. I, I hope that uh, everything that you wanted this holiday to be was better than how you wanted it to be. Uh, I know mine, well, mine wasn't, but <laughs> it never was going to be, so it's okay. Uh, it was fine. No, it was fine. We had a great holiday. You know, we were, we were here, the family, it was Christmas, it was New Year's, and it was yay. It was great. Just great. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know where to begin. I mean, we could begin with Super Gonorrhea. We could begin with special $6.9 million for a toilet. I'm sorry, a smart toilet. We could begin with the Biden family. Uh, and not, I'm not, I don't even care about the, the possible presidency of the United States going to Joseph Robinette Biden, which... You know, as of this date, the 4th of January, 2021, may or may not happen. I mean, it's looking like it's going to, but I could still, it could still, you know, a wrench could be thrown into the fire. That's what happens, right? A wrench gets thrown into the fire. Yeah. And, uh, or into the mix. Well, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it could still blow up in our faces or he could just become president. It'll be a wonderful thing. But the family, we talked about the sons and the daughters and now we've got his niece, Caroline, who, tell me this would happen to you, all right? She was sentenced to 20 days and to six months of confinement. Um, but she's not really going to see any time behind bars because she negotiated a plea deal in Pennsylvania. I know. I know she got five months of probation, 20 days of rehab. Of course, counted toward her sentence, of course. But she gets to walk free. Now, sure, if she breaks parole, you know, violates or breaks the law at any time, you know, then she could be on the hook for the rest of it. But maybe not, because if she does it in another state other than Pennsylvania, you know, it doesn't count. We know that she got busted in New York with drugs and controlled substances in her car and her body and was in a crash. But that didn't matter uh, to the Pennsylvania deal. That was all just a, just a blip. Oh, what? Something happened in New York? No, stop. I won't hear of it. Okay, so in August of 2019, okay, she was busted in uh, Pennsylvania for slamming her car into a tree. 
The arresting officer noted that uh, she was driving without a license. Who doesn't do that? Who among us hasn't done that every day of our lives? Had difficulty focusing on a conversation. Right? I know. Uh, and had drugs, uh, you know, in the car and in her body. That's all. Don't worry about it. I love the report that says um, she confirmed that was confirmed that she had other drugs in her system as well. Oh, other than the, you know, the drugs that they found in the car at the time of the crash. Oh, okay. No problem. Now, of course, this was brought in front of the court. Her arraignment was held a day after the election. <laughs> Just a complete coincidence. You know that as well as I do. I mean, the date was auto-generated, of course. Duh. <laughs> you and I would be in jail. There's no question. But no to one of the Bidens is just incredible to me how these people, these people are so screwed up, man, the whole family. I, I, I actually, I honestly, I feel sorry for them. I mean, the son and the daughter and the niece, they are just screwed up people, man, between the drugs and the drinking. And the, it's just, it's just bad. It's just bad. And the good news is, is that dad and or uncle will be president of the United States. <laughs> All right. Nostradamus. You know him. You love him. Born in 1503, a couple years ago, wrote uh, his, uh, his book, of predictions in the quatrains and he's predicted a few things over the years now he apparently has written 6338 prophecies a few of them have been fulfilled uh they reach 3797 the year so there's still a few more prophecies out there hanging around in the nostradamus quatrains <laughs> and he's been right a few times apparently according to this story 70 percent of his prophecies have fulfilled so far okay uh that's good sure he predicted adolf hitler sure he predicted the second world war eh, you know so what well according to this 2021 is not looking that good <laughs> not looking that good at all so if you were thinking that we've turned the corner from 2020 we have we have turned the corner but we maybe should have made a left instead of a right maybe we should have made a right instead of a left maybe we should have just kept driving forward i'm not sure all i know is the direction we went according to Nas, I mean, that's, I, I'm, he and I are friends. And, you know, I call him that. Is that Nas? Because he didn't want anybody to know who he was. So, uh, according to the quatrain, few young people, half dead to give a start, dead through spite, he will cause the others to shine in an exalted place, some great evils to occur. 
Sad concepts will come to harm each one, temporal dignified, the mass to succeed. Fathers and mothers dead of infinite sorrows, women in mourning, the pestilent she-monster, the great one to be no more, all the world to end. That's just one of them. So? Does that mean that there's going to be a zombie apocalypse? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I mean, Nas is saying so right he's talking about after great trouble for humanity a greater one is prepared the great mover renews the ages rain blood milk famine steel and plague is the heaven's fire seen a long spark running oh okay that's only what a famine (laughs) so Uh, so I mean, okay. According to this, uh, Muslims are going to lead the world, I guess. I don't know. The camel is the Arab population that lives all over Europe. You know, he's calling for... In the Danube and of the Rhine will come to drink. The great camel not repenting it. Those of the Rhone to tremble and much more so those of the Lorry. And near the Alps the cock will ruin him. Okay. I mean, Nas, I don't know. Does he see it or not? I don't know. He talks about solar storms. We shall see the water rising and the earth falling under it. Oh, Okay. No problem. I'm pretty sure, though, that there was another ruler that we consider God. And he said he wasn't going to flood the earth anymore. So, you know, Nas is, you know, pushing the pushing the limits there. It's maybe 70%, right? 30% wrong, right? According to Nas, a comet will hit the earth or it will come very close to Terra. Oh. In the sky, one sees fire and a long trail of sparks. Okay, I mean that could be a rocket ship too. It doesn't have to be a. Doesn't have to be a, you know. Doesn't have to be any kind of giant meteor or anything. According to this, uh, the sloping park, great calamity through the lands of the West and the Lombardy, the fire and the ship. Plague and captivity, Mercury and Sagittarius, Saturn fading. Now, according to these people, that means that California is gone. I've been saying that for a while. You know, and Nas sounds like a, such a good guy to hang around. Like, hey, what are you doing, Nas? Ah, uh, you know, the sloping park, great calamity through the lands of the West and Lombard, the fire and the ship and plague and captivity. <laughs> All right, Nas, no problem. I, I, you know what? I gotta go. Uh, thanks. Good to see you. Take care. Now, uh, more. Now, don't you didn't think I was done, did you? Because the American soldiers will have brain chip implants, which, by the way, is coming true. There, I have another story about that. But according to Nas, the newly made one will lead the army, almost cut off, uh, almost cut off up to near the bank. Help from the millennia's elite straining. The Duke deprived of his eyes in Milan in an iron cage. Right, Nas, take care. You know what? Take another drink, bro. And he does take another drink and tells us near to the Rhine. 
from the Noric Mountains, far too late, a great one of the people will be born, who will defend Samatia and the Hungarians, of whom one will not know what became of him. That's ah, just war and, you know, the Ukraine, and, and nothing's going on over there anyway. <laughs> right? There's nothing happening there. Stop it. So, you know, is he going to be, are we looking forward to this? I don't know. I'm not. And do I believe it? You know, I most certainly don't want to. That's for sure. But, you know, you talk about uh, the military having, uh, you know, chips in their heads. And then you see the story where they're talking about a new AI system that they're creating that's going to be for infantry soldiers. And, well, all soldiers, actually. It's It's an image with goggles. Wouldn't it be so much better with a chip that all the parties are going to be able to see the same image. So they're talking about that being able to improve the ability to engage enemy targets through AI and uh, automatic target recognition. (laughs) Okay. All right. Good. I guess. Sure. Sure. Good. Why not? Why not? Now, many of you listen to these and think we're doomed you may be right but then when you think we're doomed you find out that we're spending 6.9 million on a smart toilet i mean how can we be doomed if we're creating that it operates with three cameras one of which can identify the user's anal print now i know what you're thinking there's an anal print I know, but yes, there is, according to this, there most definitely is. According to the uh, Rand Paul Festivus Report 2020, which we can get into the the money that we're spending on stuff, and I say we're, uh, the government, our money, uh, spending on things. Some people would say wasting on things. Um, that uh, the Stanford University used $6,973,057 granted through the National Cancer Institute, which is part of the National Institutes of Health, to create the smart toilet. <laughs> I know. Now you read it and I think, okay, well, it's really not that bad of an idea. I mean, does it, is it going to take $6 million? I don't know. Could maybe Google develop it? Spend their money? I guess. Do we have to spend our tax dollars on it? I mean, the purpose of the toilet is to develop easily deployable hardware and software for long-term analysis of a user's excrement through data collection and models of human health. So we aren't really far off from peeing in the toilet and, you know, number two in the toilet and realizing, ooh, you can't eat today. Oh, no, you and you can't eat this anymore. You've got to eat this now. Each user of the toilet identified through their fingerprint. Oh, that's not a fingerprint. Uh, that's an anal print, my friends. Uh, I mean, maybe you could use your fingerprint to open the top. But, or maybe you just have to pull down your pants and show one camera your anal print. I don't know. <laughs> I'm back to them thinking that the retina isn't bad. Go ahead and scan my retina. You know what? Scan my retina. You don't need to, you know, I'm good. No, I've never been butt printed before. 
<laughs> so apparently it collects health data and then stores it in a digital cloud system, of course. And you sit on the toilet and the hardware's three cameras use the biometric identifiers to securely associate the collected data with the user's identity, such as fingerprinting. They keep calling it fingerprinting. It is not fingerprinting. I'm sorry. It is anal printing. Uh, It's using distinctive anal creases. Okay. Uh, It is an anal print. All right. Now it's using fingerprint technology. But that ain't a fingerprint, my friend. Okay? So, uh, it's taking care of that. Now, of course, you know, we're worried about people hacking into the cloud and they could find out what's in your poop. That's private business. There are hippo laws for that. (laughs) But it's not a bad idea, right? I mean, I like the idea. One of the things I don't like, though, is that the picture that they show of the uh smart toilet you'd think and this is just maybe it's just me but you'd think that they'd want i don't know a fat guy toilet you know people are a little bit bigger uh you know even if you're not a little bit bigger you want to feel comfortable on this toilet it doesn't look like it's a comfortable thing it looks like, man, we need a maybe you know an elongated seat. Uh, I mean, we we spent six point nine million. Maybe we come up with something, you know, a padded seat, uh, you know, something a little bit more comfortable to get that anal print. That's all I'm asking for. Just something a little bit more. If you want my anal print, make it comfortable. Yes, you can quote me on that. Now that was part of the Festivus report. Uh, the Rand Paul 2020 Festivus report. But when you break down the Festivus report inside that report, it talks about um, studied if you'll eat ground up bugs, $1,327,781.72. Asked why stress makes their hair turn gray. Tries to get Eastern Mediterranean youth to stop smoking hookah. Used cancer research money to create a smart toilet that we just talked about. Tried to get adults to stop watching too much TV. Gives cigarettes to adolescent kids. Sent messages to moms to stop their teenage girls from indoor tanning. Funded an allegedly faked study linking e-cigarettes to heart attacks. Interviewed San Franciscans about their edible cannabis use. Gave federal employees duplicative Medicare customer service access. Tested if hot tubbing can lower stress. They only spent $2 million on that. Develops a master's degree in research ethics in Miramar. That wasn't even a million. Helps justify the FDA's deeming rule. That was over $3 million. I'd like to break down what the deeming rule is. Appropriated millions to the urban Indian health programs. million to the urban Indian health programs. Tries to help people get over their fears of going to the dentist. That was a little over a million. Studied the prevalence of the party drug use at NYC clubs and raves. (laughs) Wait, oh my gosh. Waited for years on delinquent undelivered orders. What? At the VA, waited for years on delinquent undelivered orders. The VA, $3,496,302,352. Tell me that's not a slush fund. Studied the effect of sleepiness on diet, physical activity, and obesity in kids. That is just the list under health. 
Then you move on to, um, you know, foreign aid. Just that. Um, if you look at the list of, you know, spent billions in Afghanistan on counter-narcotics efforts, $8 billion. I'm sorry, $8 billion, $620 million on counter-narcotics efforts. That just means they were giving cash away. Oh, this is so bad. I mean, the whole thing is slush funds. I know. Uh, funds classes for Kenyan artists and performers. That was only 150 grand. Eh. Planned Olympic-themed events in Singapore. Supports Sri Lankan think tanks. That's not even a million. Spends millions to help deal with uh, truant Filipino youth. on truant Filipino youths. Teaches English to rural unemployed Romanians. That's only 25 grand. Put on theatrical plays in Mumbai. 30 grand. Spends, I mean, I bet you they were good. They were good theatrical plays in Mumbai. Spends five years monitoring elections in Zimbabwe. 10 million bucks to monitor elections in Zimbabwe. Oh, okay. Seeks to start a venture capital fund for bad investments. That's only two million. Helps discounted Tunisian youth not feel like a problem. Forty-eight million dollars to help disconnected Tunisian youth not to feel like a problem. Sends Russians to American community colleges for a gap year. That's only, you know, Three and a quarter million. Sets up book clubs for Pakistani and Afghan kids. A couple hundred thousand. Subsidizes Tunisian chambers of commerce. 700,000. We like the uh, things that are going on in Tunisia. One million five hundred fifty-seven thousand eighty-three dollars. That's all for that. That's just walking lizards on a treadmill. Funds the boating infrastructure grant program. Thirteen million dollars over thirteen million, almost thirteen and a half million. No, thirteen million five hundred forty-five thousand eight hundred eighty-nine dollars and forty cents to fund the boating infrastructure grant program. Bought public transit buses for localities. That was nice of. That was nice. That only cost us $129,956,625. Studied how people cooperate while playing eSport video games. That wasn't even 200000 Hired interns to do busy work. That was a 57000 They didn't get much busy work done for 57000 Studied how New Yorkers abided by New York City COVID lockdowns. Taught students in Washington about disputed climate science. Oh, I'd like to, I'd like to see what they taught those students about the disputed climate science for $487,528. Subsidizes an insect ranching company for $1,304,454. That's what I want. I want an insect ranching company. An entrepreneur started that. Uh, Develops a wearable headset to track eating behavior. That was $2 million for that. Wow. Studies how food options change when a neighborhood is revitalized. 
That is incredible. This is the 2020 Festivus report from Rand Paul. We've got to, I'm going to dig into some of these stories, some of these reports, what exactly they were funding with this list. I mean, the list is pretty incredible as it is, right? I mean, you talk about military, then we get into military spending. Wow. Military spending, $25 billion. 768,400, no, no, $25,768,400,000. Now, I, I want to spend it on military too. I mean, I, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the military. But, wow. This list is incredible of the money that we're spending and you can't and and that afghanistan drug thing that was all part of the military too that's just i mean that, you can't you can't tell me that it wasn't because it was we know it was they were giving they were giving cash to the drug lords and hoping that they would be our friend and and they and of course they were our friend until they turned the corner went to the other cave went to the other side of the mountain we spent uh Sixteen billion seven hundred and seventy-nine million seven hundred and sixty-four thousand one hundred and seventy-nine dollars and fifty cents a total. Rebuilt a taxiway for airplanes on Nantucket Island. Bought COVID test tubes, but received unusable soda bottles. Bought vehicles for state and local law enforcement agencies. Built three bicycle storage facilities at DC metro stations. That was only five million, though almost six million. Prepared bugs for you to eat could I mean, they want us to eat bugs so bad sprayed alcoholic rats with bobcat urine <laughs> i spent four million five hundred and seventy five thousand four hundred and thirty one dollars spraying alcoholic rats with bobcat urine now i'd like to know how much they spent to get the rats to be alcoholic but that's probably another study or grant allowed states to take advantage of the TANF rules of congress the TANF rules of Congress, $16 billion, $500 million for that. Uh, overspent on prefab housing and water pumps in Texas for FEMA. That was only $182 million. Wow. We'll, I will break this down another time. I've already gone so long on this. I'm sorry. It's just, this is just incredible waste of money some of it i'm sure well spent some of it they mean well i know but really really that's what we're spending money on really 54 billion dollars wow all right let's go to the break room i desperately need a drink there's no doubt about that Man, man, oh man, oh man. So it's good to be back. I'm telling you, I wanted to talk to you so many times. And that's what we have social media for. So you can follow me on you know Twitter, at JeffyJFR, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Parlor, Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, you can uh, be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat. Same as this podcast. If you're listening to this show right now and you're not a subscriber to the podcast, what are you doing with your life? My gosh. 
you need to turn that frown upside down and become a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. Okay? It's really simple. Just choose a platform, whatever platform warms the little innards of your heart, and then subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay? Now, I can give you an example, say like iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, just to name a few. There is a plethora of platforms out there that you could subscribe to Chewing the Fat on, and that's what you need to do. Okay? (laughs) Okay, then. Let's go ahead and do that. In fact, what you should do right now, if you're listening to this program and you're not a subscriber, you need to just go ahead. Do it now. I'll wait. Go ahead. Now, go ahead. I'm sitting right here. Go ahead. While I'm waiting, I'll just tell you that I'm hoping to hear back from the hollow portal people, the portal people. Uh, Dave Nussbaum is the founder and CEO. This is going to be the coolest thing. And it's starting to, you know, performers are going to be able to interact with global audience with the hollow portal. And you can perform anywhere in the world. It's such a cool thing. I want to talk to them about it because in today's world, uh, this is going to be able to bring entertainers and entertainers who were, who are now dead back to life with the hollow portal. That's kind of cool, right? I know. I know. I'm really looking forward. I hope, I hope I can get an interview with these people. If not, I'll talk about it some more as this week progresses, but it would be really cool. I'm hoping to, uh, I'm hoping to get a hold of, uh, Dave or one of their, you know, hollow portal spokespeople and we'll get right on that. Are you done? You good? Okay. All right. Good. This is why you always pick up stuff along the side of the road. Why I always feel bad when you drive by something and you don't stop to pick it up. So this bird watcher in, uh, great Britain was, uh, out bird watching he said, I was just uh, watching these uh, these two birds, these three birds in a dog fight. Wait, it was a dog fight with birds? Yeah, I know what he meant. Between a buzzard and a pair of magpies. And I stared down at the ground and there was something, you know, something laying there. It looked like uh, just a piece of metal or something like that. And I almost just. Well, kept going, and I thought, ah, just pick it up, see what it is. I felt it was pretty thick, and I thought, wow, it looks kind of like gold. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it was. In fact, as he was looking at the first one, he realized that there was another one a couple of feet away. And he thought, of course, being the bird watcher that he is, I've got to go get my metal detector. Hello. If you're a bird watcher, you have a metal detector. And he brought it back. And of course, it said there's a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, that's what it it showed, a really strong signal. So he dug down, got to about 18 inches, 18 inches, and there was a what he calls a copper bangle. I mean, your guess is as good as mine is what a bangle is. I mean, I thought it was a bracelet, but... He doesn't say that it's a bracelet. Apparently, it's just a handle to something, a, a pitcher or a bucket. And he picked it up and he said this cascade of gold 
fell out of the out of the copper bangle thing. <laughs> I mean, incredible, incredible, right? So he said that as he was sitting there, some other bird watcher or a man out walking his dog said, you found gold yet? I mean, if you believe it. And he said yes, and then the man shot him and took his money. No, he uh, apparently this is just you know he he thought to himself, if you only knew. Now apparently he shuffed he stuffed two shopping bags full of thirteen hundred gold thirteen hundred gold coins. Wow. Uh, and then of course he you know had to get a hold of the UK's treasure protocol. And had to call the coroner's office because apparently they're in charge of all the treasure that's found in the dirt. And uh, so it was over a million bucks worth of coins. Pretty cool. Apparently it was uh, a, a war chest from one of the Eastern campaigns that was going on. Who knows? I mean... This guy, it sets the record, right? So he's got a million dollars of coins. According to this, it was uh, $1,144,000 worth of gold coins. Man, that would be tough to take. That would be tough to take. But good for him. And good for all the other bird watchers out there. Now, I told you last year that uh, because of the pandemic... And we haven't even talked about the pandemic. I mean, my gosh, we're getting ready to lock down so many other places now. The world is still on fire thanks to COVID-19. It was just amazing. We'll get to it, I guess. I just, I'm so tired of it. But I talked about how animals were going to start uh, going crazy. And we had examples all through the year since uh, the lockdowns began i'm sorry since the 15 days to flatten the curve in march happened but now we have squirrels attacking people in new york <laughs> yeah that's right and why is that because i mean where's all the people feeding the squirrels they're not around just like the monkeys in uh, southeast asia right just like the monkeys the tourists aren't around the animals aren't getting fed. So now they're pissed. And they're saying, we want our food. And you people normally feed us. So we're going to attack you. <laughs> so apparently, these squirrels are packing up. Yes, that's right. You heard me. Packs of squirrels. And they are just uh, attacking people. And one lady said that she goes for a walk with her pepper spray. In case she gets attacked by squirrels. I mean, hello, New York. Hello, New York. But that could be happening in any city across America if you're not in Florida or Texas. Yes, I mean, people are still struggling through this pandemic. Businesses are closed. People have lost their livelihoods, and they're really struggling, and it's horrific. And we talked a little bit earlier about what my man Nostradamus saw uh, happening in 2021. And we have the professor 
who was the guy who discovered Ebola back in the uh, 70s, he thinks that good times are coming. Good times are coming. Sure, he was the guy that found out Ebola and he, you know, named after the river Ebola. And, you know, he's still around. But uh, he believes that uh, more zoonotic illnesses where pathogens jump between animals and humans are coming. (laughs) Yeah! Yeah! That's what we need. He's a modern-day Nostradamus. He sees it coming. That's great. That's great. What he believes, though, is that more pandemics, even deadlier than COVID-19, are coming to threaten humanity. That's it, though. Don't worry about it. He said the world faces an unknown number of new and potentially fatal viruses emerging from Africa's tropical rainforest. So, there's that. (laughs) Oh, Asked whether he believes future pandemics could be more apocalyptic than COVID-19, he replied, yes. Yes, I think so. So, I mean, hello. (laughs) That's not even funny. I'm laughing because we're doomed. And everybody says so. Now, the thing is, do we turn this thing around? Yes. I believe we do. I believe we turn it around. Will there be other pandemics? I mean, I guess. Sure. I mean, we're already, we already seeing documents that said China mishandled the COVID-19. We know that. We already know all of that. We for sure know that. We know it was here earlier than what they said. We saw how fast the new UK variant uh, hit the U.S., Right, we hear oh, there's a new variant in the United Kingdom, and we don't know when it's going to be in the U.S. Up oh, here it is, and yep, it's it sure is. You can get it a lot easier too. It's not as deadly, so don't worry about it. Well, I mean, we need to worry about it, of course. We need to lock down everything, and and everybody needs to not work and just stay inside and wear a mask uh, whenever you're a- awake. In fact, you know what? Just wear a mask. But. Uh, now we have, you know, we have Nostradamus, we have Ebola guy saying that the worst is coming. Now I will say the Ebola guy is just saying it's going to be just, there's just a couple pandemics. (laughs) He didn't cover all of the other horrific things that Nostradamus covered. So he's just a, you know, one hit wonder pandemics. Okay. Thanks. Appreciate it. I mean, we haven't even scratched the surface and I've got to get to, uh, wrap this portion of chewing the fat up, uh, as we head into the uh, podcast version of chewing the fat. I didn't even get to my review of wonder woman. Wow. I'll leave it at that. Wonder woman, 1984. Wow. (laughs) And I have a chewing the fat prediction that was, well, I was wrong. And so I'll, I'll apologize and let you know exactly where I was wrong. But it was made from good faith. And 
It's, you know, most of my predictions are. Really? Yeah, no, they are. They are. And if you were wondering what was going to happen to uh, all the shows that were on Quibi, yeah, uh, Roku's looking to buy them. Probably buy them for about five cents on the dollar right about now. And, uh, and they'd be worth five cents on the dollar, I think. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts. Okay. All right. I have to admit I was wrong. Now, I was wrong, but I'm still going with I was kind of (laughs) right. And what am I talking about? Yes, of course. Operation Varsity Blues. Yeah, Operation Varsity Blues. All right, so Lori was let out on the 28th of December. And I said all along, I thought for sure she was going to be let out on the 18th. And I thought for sure that they'd let her out before Christmas. And I probably should have revised that because she, you know, they she was kind of high profile. And they still were reporting that she was let out early. She was let out early on December 28th. I mean, it was a couple of days. Whoa. Okay. She was let out early. It's got to be because of her whiteness. And uh, so, you know, whatever. I saw all those stories too. Uh, Just incredible. But they did let her out uh, early. So I'm sticking with, you know, I was was half right. If If I'm Snopes, I'm half right. She wasn't let out on the 18th, but she was let out early. So... I'm half right. <laughs> anyway, she's out. Hubby's still in jail. He's still serving time. Now, she still has her, you know, she has to pay the fines, which I believe her and Hubby have already paid their fines, the 250000 and uh, they still have to serve the community service hours, right? Hubby had to pay 250000 Lori, I think, had to pay um, $150,000, and she has to do 100 hours of community service. So she's out with that. They, big, did you, I don't know if you saw the photos of her being let out the side door uh, early Monday morning. And it was she was holding up a trash bag, probably her belongings, out the side door and into a van. I mean, what? You're supposed to hold a press conference? She's getting out. All you people are going crazy. I mean, I would have loved the press conference, to be honest with you. But, uh, you know, she's out, and Hubby is still in jail. Apparently, Hubby's not doing too well, uh, as long as we're in a little bit of Operation Varsity Blues news. Oh, I like that. Operation Varsity Blues news. Um, he's not doing too well. He's been in uh, He's been in confinement. Uh, you know, he's got it's the COVID protocols. And uh, so we'll see. We haven't really heard from Lori. I would love to talk to her, reach out. I've called. I've written. I've, I've asked, hey, you know, you know, don't go to the, the red table there on Facebook with What's-Her-Face. Come to me, Chewing the Fat. I've been, I am a fan. I've been with you. This is all BS. Come and talk to me, Lori. I'm here for you. We'll talk about the whole thing, and I'll be, I'm on your side, okay? I'm on your side. But she's out. And if we go with Snopes protocol on chewing the fat, I was 
half right on Operation Varsity Blues. Okay, um, <laughs> I love that story so much because it's such a ridiculous story. And it's just another example of our federal government gone mad over this. I mean, it really is. And we had the, I mean, I didn't even get to the Nashville bombing over the holidays that we had. It's just incredible, right? I mean, and that's just, and it's, where's that story now? Gone. Poof. Gone. Yeah, there's a couple cities that had some other trucks with explosives in it. So what? Big deal. So, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. And I love the fact, look, we're supposed to hate Bette Midler. And I get that she's agonizing. I get it. Uh, she's been agonizing for a long time. I know that. But she was taking heat, uh, finally, from her own people, her own side, because of her Nashville bombing tweet joke, which was really, it was kind of funny. She tweeted, the Nashville terrorist neighbors say there were no red flags about the guy. Meanwhile, I'm at the point where I'm automatically suspicious of every older white guy. I made my husband show me his ID and walk through a metal detector before I let him in our room last night. I mean, that's kind of funny, right? Come on. She's trying to make a little bit of a joke. We know now. I mean, that was, you know, before we knew everything that we know about the Nashville bomber. And we know that the FBI, you know, wanted to talk to him. It was reported he was making bombs. What are they supposed to do? They're, they investigated and they, you know, they, they got nothing. So it's still America, isn't it? And so, you know, I don't know. It's just one of those things. It's just horrible. And, you know, the guy, you know, it's that damn 5G. That's what made him do it. That damn 5G. It's just, that's just really bad. Really bad. I went down so many rabbit holes over the, over the holiday. I went down, uh, well, here, I'll just go down a quick list because I saved some stories. I mean, I've got so many things to talk to you guys about that it's just fascinated me over the holidays, plus the regular news. But, I mean, the WikiLeaks file that was released. We got Julian Assange, right? It's not can't be extradited to the U.S.? <laughs> Come on now. Because they're worried about his safety? Right. Like, people lose their life in jail cells here in the U.S. Stop. Uh, we, but I went down a huge rabbit hole of uh there was a story about the mummified wolf pup that they found fur and teeth in canada that was really fascinating and the wolf pup you know they found and apparently it was in a it was in a, a some sort of a den that collapsed on it right away just left it there and i mean the wolf pup was by itself they don't know why maybe it was you know one of the you know one of the little ones and they just left it there and just crashed the den on it themselves. Maybe this is the pup we don't want to look at. Right? We want to find the pups that were good. But anyway, that got me into, you know, the woolly rhinoceros that was found frozen in the Siberian permafrost. And then that got me into bog bodies. We've got I've got to talk to you about bog bodies. I didn't I don't remember being so fascinated with bog bodies before. But it was fascinating. I, I mean, it was just 
amazing that I, I got into uh, bog bodies and we'll we'll talk about that another time because that's going to take way too much time uh, to talk about bog bodies and <laughs> what they represent. But have you seen, I got to thinking, you know, <laughs> I, I also went down a comedy rabbit hole where I just, it was Jerry Seinfeld and it was Norm MacDonald and it was other comedians and I just started watching comedy shows and, and it was just, and the one guy that talks about how uh, he didn't know things uh, until he was married, his wife has taught him uh, different ways, and that got me into uh, the rabbit hole of jokes, talking about what how people uh, are smarter because they're married. Like this person who talked about uh, before I got married, I didn't even know there was a wrong way to put milk back in the fridge. Right? Thank you. My wife was so much better looking than me that a cashier just put a plastic divider down in the middle of our groceries funny stuff marriage is just texting each other do we need anything from the grocery store a bunch of times until one of you dies i mean if you're married you know that's true before marriage i never realized that forgetting to put the toilet seat down is a political statement i know wife why are you breathing like that gotta love marriage when you can be questioned for continuing to live <laughs> really funny marriage is mostly about knowing which hand towels you can use and which ones are for the better people who visit your wife's home <laughs> really funny uh, my wife managed to open a jar of pickles herself I am now non-essential my wife said I need to grow up I was speechless it's hard to say anything when you have 45 gummy bears in your mouth relationship status my wife asked me what i wanted for dinner and then told me i was wrong i don't understand how god can have 10 commandments for the whole world and my ex-wife had 152 just for our house i mean you do understand that and uh i my one of my favorites is uh couples have an amount they can spend up to without discussing with each other mine is around 50 dollars my wife's is around $643.27, apparently. <laughs> and this represents uh, letting you know who the man of the house is, okay? And I'm telling you, exactly right, okay? My wife wanted two kittens, but I'm the man of this house, so we got two kittens. <laughs> 